Get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to episode 288 of the What Up Though podcast. Yeah, man, we got some uh, got some shit to talk about today after we, uh, I won't say took the week off because we didn't take a week off, but we didn't tackle any topics because we had uh, Mr. John Laron on. So that was fun. Yeah, it's fun, uh, fun, fun episode. Uh, uh, actually, it's just fun. Just, you know, we had that then with uh, PBS earlier. Um, Early in the week, I met up with him for a quick 45 minutes of tech talk and shit. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, uh, Mr. Detroit player himself. Uh, that was pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, it, 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 I, I, I knew this and I figured it would be. He just but I always figured he'd be real personable. And he really was. So appreciate him sharing. That was pretty cool. Um, and he's only the second person I've known to to uh, win Emmys and shit. So that's pretty dope. This nigga said he's only the second person I've known. You know, most people don't know anybody who's won an Emmy, and you want you know somebody who you know two different people who won Emmys. <laughs> like, well, I guess that's that uncommon, be. sir. Yeah, I guess that is more uncommon. Yeah, he said he's the only the second person. Like most niggas got five people they know <laughs> who won Emmys. I only got two. <laughs> now I want to have him on the podcast, the other guy, so he could talk about his Emmys and shit. Like, <laughs> like we we only interview Emmy niggas, like. <laughs> Like yeah, uh, Emmy don't come through. Uh, nah, yeah, but that was, we, we that ain't got the cool. Screen Actors Guild award. Yeah. Like, <laughs> either be Emmy or better. Like I need an Emmy in this bitch, you know. So yeah, cool, cool episode though. So, but we're back to our normal, uh, normal program. Um, it's been a, I guess, I don't know. I, where do you want to start? Oh boy. Um. Well. It's been two weeks since we actually talked about topics, but I also feel like there wasn't a whole lot of shit that happened last week. But then today, when I was trying to like put topics down to talk about, I had well between today and yesterday, I kind of came up with not a lot of stuff, but a few things. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I feel like this is this is actually a better week. Uh, I, I think we kind of lucked out by having the interview last weekend because I don't feel like we last week I don't feel like we missed out on any you know really. Uh, important topics we're talking about but then over the course of the past you know probably like ever since the weekend there's been uh a lot of interesting stuff that's happened so yeah. um looking at the topics i ca- I think i want to start with um i want to say baylor's emails for maybe like a, a mid podcast break okay and uh we can do a couple topics now hit them baylor emails and then do a couple more topics and kind of like see see how we're how we're looking on time after that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, after the Baylor emails, that is. So I think I think the first thing that I want to talk about because I think it's probably been the hottest topic uh, in the media over the course of what's now been about a week is the latest Dave Chappelle special. And I thought you go talking uh, about Kanye and uh, his divorce, but no, I'm just playing. <laughs> like that, that, that has not been a hot topic. Although it, no. it, it was something day about her 
getting like whatever the huge ass fucking house they had. But who gives a fuck? Yeah, I was I was mostly kidding. Um, I heard yes. she had a good uh she had well I saw uh, a good portion of her monologue. Well, I, I don't know. I can't say a good portion. I don't know how long it was, but I saw some part of her monologue on on social media that she did on SNL. And yeah, it, it wasn't half bad. It was very self aware. She allowed some uh some some jokes written at the expense of her family to to be integrated into her monologue which was cool so that's what i was gonna say uh shout out to the writers because i'm pretty sure someone wrote that shit oh yeah definitely definitely but like like the fact that like there's stuff on there that i feel like most people might have been like yeah i'm not gonna say that (laughs) but i mean hey she she allowed it that was cool but yeah the the day Chappelle special so i watched it uh, the day it came out, which was last Tuesday. And it made me wonder after I watched it. And then I saw as usual, a whole bunch of fucking think pieces and, and pseudo deep thoughts about it. It made me wonder if that was part of Netflix strategy and putting it out on a Tuesday, because if you put it out on Friday, a bunch of people are going to watch it on Friday, but if you put it out on Tuesday and you allow it to hit the media cycle for a few days and get people all like riled up. And people will be looking like, well, what is this? Everybody's talking about. Then everybody's going to watch it on the weekend. So like now it, it had a time, it had some time to like build up momentum during the week to where probably like everybody watched it on the weekend. But no, uh, no you, I mean, when you said it, topic. I mean, when you said it and I was like, that makes sense. Like you, you really get, you get three or four more days of, of I don't say controversy, but in the news, and then the weekend comes. Yeah, so yeah, I I totally agree with that. Totally agree. That was yeah. definitely premeditated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm guessing obviously, but I mean that just kind of makes sense because you don't need a bunch of people. You think like, oh, you put it out on Tuesday, nobody's gonna watch it. But if you know he's going, he if you if you're Netflix and you know what he said on it. And you know it's gonna hit the media cycle and motherfuckers gonna be talking about it. You really only need a handful of people to watch it on Tuesday because once all the articles and shit come out, anybody who didn't watch it on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is going to watch it on Friday and Saturday. So, and yeah, I mean, and and I can't say that's what happened because I don't have the numbers or anything like that, but it definitely made, it definitely made waves. I saw an article today that said that uh, a couple, or I I think it said trans employees with an S and a plural um, actually quit working for Netflix over that. Well, I heard they got some. They got suspended. That that was a separate story. I heard there was somebody else who got suspended like a few days ago, or something. I I don't know over what. But then I saw an article that was literally today. I got a push notification saying that some people quit over it. Some additional people. So yeah, it's been it's been uh not without controversy. <laughs> I mean Put it that I, way. So. No, I'm sorry, but go ahead. I'll, I'll add my card. No, I, I, no, go ahead. I wasn't. I was. Some, I was done. I never thought. I was just rambling. Um, I guess I. So the, I, I think when I was chatting with you and Johnny, and I was talking about how I, uh, I had watched the first thirty minutes. I just wasn't really impressed. But I felt like I couldn't really judge it on thirty minutes. And then I finished it today, and I, I like, I enjoyed how it came. He kind of tied up the loose ends of. You know the conversations or the issues with trans and lb lgbt uh i'm missing a few letters community um <laughs> uh 
And so I think it tied in well. Like I said, I was told th- the first 30 minutes was like the 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 low end of the lowest of the 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 show. And I, I enjoy how he tied it back in. I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> to his point, and and I, you know, agree. I think the the bigger problem is a, a lot of the uh, white people. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I get that. And yeah, I thought he tied it up well. I didn't see no reasons for boycotts. I didn't see no reasons to take the shit down. You know, I think his relationship, uh, friendship with the one, the one girl that opened for him, you know, I thought was uh was pretty pretty cool, pretty cool to include. Um, and again, I don't think it was his best show. Def um, and definitely wasn't terrible. But you know, I could probably go without. I don't see myself watching it again. But yeah, me neither. That's that's about all I had for it. Yeah, I I I I'm very I, I the best way to describe my feeling on it is indifferent. Like I, I it obviously it had some laughs. Like I mean, it's Dave Chappelle. Like he's never bad. Like he's never like, oh man, Dave Chappelle bombed. He wasn't funny at all. Like I, that's like never happened. So like if, of course it has some laughs. Of course it still had um some pretty strong statements that he made. When I say strong, I mean like strong and validity like he he had a statement and it, he made his point in a both comical and insightful way so you know that kind of stuff was there uh my biggest issue with it was that i feel like when it comes to the trans people specifically i could tell that he's very uh i don't want to say hurt because i want to say like his feelings are hurt but he's he's taken aback or offended by the way he's treated by the LGBT community as it pertains to like trans people, because he was on the attack at times when it comes to the trans shit. And I don't even necessarily mind him being on the attack, but what I, what I mind is when he starts saying shit that I don't think is valid, which bothers me because he's always been somebody who I think makes great points about society through humor. And like he had moments in there where I'm just like, now you trying to make a point, bro. But like this point is like not working. Uh, and, and to me, that's a sign of somebody who didn't fully flesh out the point they were trying to make because they were so busy trying to strike back at the people who struck who struck at them. And the, the part that irritated me the most was when he said he closed out his joke and he he like leaned forward. He cocked his head. And he spoke as if he was saying the most profound shit ever. And he was like, how do we live in a country where Bruce Jenner can Bruce Jenner can change his gender easier than Cassius Clay can change his name? And he said, it like, it was the most amazing shit ever, dog. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, and, and like that totally <laughs> took me out of it. I'm, I'm in my head. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck is you talking about? dog? Like how you could put like that's like saying, like, how do we live in a country where uh white people can enslave black people, but, and then compare it to some current day shit. Like you can't compare 1960s America to 2020 America. Like it's a completely inept comparison. Like we don't live in a country with that dynamic because we live in 2021. Cassius Clay could change his name today. And it would, well, obviously not today, but you get the point. Motherfuckers could change their name today. And it's not a fucking issue. Like, and just like it wouldn't be an issue for Cassius Clay to change his name to Muhammad Ali in 2021, it would have been incredibly difficult for Bruce Jenner to change his gender 
in 19 in the 1960s. Like you can't like it's a completely different dynamic. But he like I think what irritated me the most is that he said it like it was like the most like like he was going to blow people's minds. And I'm like and he will blow people's minds because they're, they're not going to think too deeply into that. They'll be like, wow, Bruce Jenner did change his gender. Wow. Man, Cash Clay did have trouble changing his name. Wow. And it's like that was such a shit comparison. And I'm like, he is so much better than this. And I'm like, this is just like I, I'm again, I'm assuming. But like this just has to be from the fact that he just is so uh so ready to strike back at, at trans people and shit. I'm like, that was such a bad point to make. And then like he made another point where he was basically he was uh like work like uh going through a conversation where he was trying to make a comparison between trans people complaining about the struggle they go through today and he was comparing it to the black struggle and he even had something some like anybody want to tell this motherfucker uh anybody want to tell this motherfucker some news or something like that trying to imply like you know they say like oh we've been we've had a terrible 10 years and he said you know i don't know what the number was but he was like a transfer saying like oh we've had it real bad for the last 10 years he's like oh anybody want to tell her something and i'm like the, like you can't it doesn't like black people having it worse or having it bad for a longer time doesn't negate the shit that trans people deal with right now like i i, I don't understand how you're trying to invalidate their struggle by saying that ours is worse like it's like how we always say, like multiple issues can exist at the same time. Right. No, that's like, a, that's, a, that's, that's a on Twitter. That's a yeah, I'm always be like, oh, y'all talking about this, but what about that? Like, okay. I said, and I just said that about a, a conversation me and you and Johnny was having about a screenshot I did. Like, multiple things can happen. Transgenders can be have it fucked up, and blacks can have it fucked up too. Like, simultaneously, and blacks can have it worse. Oh, worse, like, yeah. But that's not that's not a response to trans people saying they got it rough. Like you'd be like, oh, well, black people got it worse. It's not a fucking competition, dog. Like what? I felt like he had like such that was such a juvenile point for him to make. Like we out here having like a, a, a hate competition, like who's who's got it worse. Like it's not about a competition, dog. Like let let like I can't I'm not saying let them have their struggle. But like, you know, if like trans people want to talk about their struggle, it is such a fucking dick move to be like, well, black people have it worse. Like, all right, man. Like, like that would piss me off if somebody says some shit like that to me. Like, oh man, I'm going through this. Can you imagine? Like, put it, put yourself in your in that in that trans person's shoes and say, like, you had like a really rough year, right? You like, man, uh, you know, I had this person die, I got fired from my job, uh, you know, I I, I lost my car, it got repossessed, yada, yada. And then some asshole goes, well, I had, and, and they just mentioned all this shit that was worse. Like, 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 <laughs> it's not a competition Bro, to see who had it worse. They got like one of, that's one of my biggest pet peeves in life. Is someone you you opening your opening yourself up to talk about shit and somebody like, well, you think you've got it bad? Like, motherfucker, I do yeah. to me. Leave me alone, right? <laughs> and that, like that really irritated me. He tried. To, he made that that point. The idea, like, oh, black people have it worse, so trans people can't complain. Like, he made that point multiple times and like that just really irritated me dog i'm like you look i'm like you look so hurt by trans people right now like like they they got mad at you and like you just hurt right now because you just look like a struck puppy to me and like that like that just really bothered me so like you know i i i don't get up in arms about you know making any kind of joke as long as it's funny like i i like i really don't care 
But when you don't make sense, I'm not going to find that funny. So like that, and that's going to take me out in a moment. And I wasn't sitting there with like a pen and a pad looking to pick this nigga shit apart. I was high as fuck. Dog. Like that's how I like to be when I watch comedies and shit. I was high. I was drinking. I was in the mood to laugh. I was not in a mood to be dissecting motherfuckers comedy and shit. But he said that shit. And I was like, what the fuck is you talking about, dog? Like, like if I'm high and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like, th- like this is not a good art. Like if I'm picking, picking apart your argument while I'm high, like that, that's a problem. So like, you know, th- there were plenty of moments that I thought were really funny and that I really enjoyed. Shit, there was a trans moment that, like, the trans joke that I thought was really funny when he said something like, "Whatever that is, y'all got." He was like, "That's the." He's like, "That's not really pussy." He's like, "That's like impossible pussy." Or shit like that. It wasn't blood. It was beet juice or some shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny to me, dog, because they do that. They put beet juice in like in that fake meat and shit, so it looks like blood so it looks like real meat and shit they do that so like that's what made that funny i thought that was a funny line dog and i'm like at the end of the day if you somebody that has like a you know a a, i don't know i don't even know how they create a pussy like in a person like i don't even know how they do that but if you have if you are somebody who has that and you're not trying to be some overly sensitive fucking prick you can laugh at that. Like, I would laugh at that. Like, if that was me, I would laugh at that. Like, damn, dog, he got us there. Like, I, that, that's just being self-aware and being confident about who you are and being able to recognize a well-written joke. But, like, man, when he started trying to make these connections and shit that just didn't, they just didn't hit line up. And I was about to say they didn't line up for me, but it's not about, it, it's not, that's not a for me thing. That's a, like, he flat out was wrong. Like, you just, that's just not a comparison you can make. So, like, that shit, you know, that took me out of it or whatever. But like you said, it still had really good moments. It still had good points that he made. And it still was nothing. There was nothing there that made me go, oh, he should get canceled or they should take this special down. Because like on the far on the other side of that, we are going we as a country are going way too hard on canceling motherfuckers and trying to get shit pulled from television or from streaming services or from newspapers or whatever like we are going way way too hard on that shit so i mean yeah, i think it's a weird I, situation yeah and I'm, I'm definitely not uh a huge fan of the council culture unless i think it's like a warranted like a john gruden warranted thing you know what i'm saying uh but i don't think this was worthy of it at all i don't think it was worthy at all Man, speaking of John Gruden, dog, I'm gonna keep I'ma keep saying this, dog. I don't give a fuck, dog. Tire lips, nigga. That shit is funny, dog. <laughs> I, I, I was like the gall, the like audacity <laughs> to call them motherfucking Michelin lips, dog. Like, what the fuck, dude? Dog, if a nigga, if 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 a white man, I I don't have big black lips, but <laughs> if a white man called me tire lips or Michelin, Michelin lips or whatever. I would be like, all right, I'm gonna fuck this thing up. Like, I'll, I'll just, but it would be on general principle. If he, if I heard a white man say that to somebody else, I'll be like, man, he need to fuck him up on general principle. But that <laughs> shit was funny as hell, <laughs> right? Like the, like just the audacity, dog. The audacity gets me. The yeah, fucking man. audacity, dude. Like, like how fucking... do you even come up with that, dog? Like, you gotta, oh, you gotta be fooling in your racist trope to be able to pull yeah, out you a fucking. Fuck. Of Michelin tire lips, dog. Like, <laughs> like you, you've said a lot of shit, and this was just the peak of it. You've said some fuck. Like, I'm pretty sure some monkey jokes came out of your life at some point. Like, 
like I, I feel like Gruden is probably full on ass, like full bigot, racist, sexist, uh, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? He he's full on it. He he's like white people up north and shit. You know what I'm saying? He's full <laughs> on. He doesn't you know like what's... blacks, gays, trans, whatever <laughs> the fuck. Don't like none of them. What are you gonna say? No, I was say you know what's funny is I saw a, a post from a player, and it was a black player, and it, it was something that supported him, like we support you, whatever. And I feel like that just goes to show you how easily we can believe that white people are on our team and then and then find out that they really not like because I would not like like the fact that a player could hear hear that. And I don't know what all John Gruden said. Like I tried to maybe I tried to look too early and maybe like the emails and, and what, I mean, what all he says I mean, is out now. I don't remember. But I only know about it. the tire thing because Johnny said it like I didn't find that anywhere. So, so I don't know what all he the, said. So the tire thing was something that came out like when he was working with ESPN or some shit. But there's been shit from like 2018 up where allegedly it was some kind of pictures or something of cheerleaders from the Washington team. Uh, he called uh, he called Goodell a faggot. Uh, he uh, it was some he said some shit about gay players or some shit like that. Although they're the gay player on the Ra- uh, Raiders. Um, and so it was some other shit he had said, but I mean, it was all like you know, fucked up shit. And like I say, the NFL was waiting on the Raiders to do something, and then they finally did before they did something. So he actually got a chance to resign before he was actually fired or uh, the NFL removed him or some shit. Yeah, so um, I wasn't aware of anybody being called the F word or anything like that. I mean, I, I all I saw was that he used homo, homophobic slurs and racial slurs, whatever, but I didn't see specifics. I only knew about the tire thing as Johnny said it, but like the idea of being a black player and you in your time in the NFL, whatever interactions you have with your coach, you like, yo, I, I fuck with this guy. Like he's cool. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you find out he called motherfuckers Michelin tire lips and shit. Like, like that's the kind of shit that's the kind of shit that that's why i'm so hyper sensitive about trusting white folks that i don't already know have i ever told you what happened with me uh out here with my lawn and shit uh i feel like no Uh, or if i haven't told you i don't know if i talked about on the podcast so when i when, when we got this house which now we've been in here almost a year we got it around thanksgiving last year we first got this house. I came to this neighborhood like, okay, I'm going to be on my best behavior. I'm going to, you know, make sure that I don't come off like the angry black guy. I make sure that I don't come off like an asshole. Cause normally I don't be trying to fuck with my neighbors. You know, I'm like, but I, I, I love this house so much. I'm like, I'm going to be it. I'm going to be here for a while. Like, let me try to be, let me try to be personable. And then I also like the idea of being able to have neighbors that I'm cool with. Like, oh, they can come over here. We can chill out. I can go over to their crib. We can chill out. Like I've never, ha- I've never once in my whole life had neighbors who I thought was cool, who I kicked it with. It was always just like, oh, here this motherfucker. So you moved out there and you're going to be Mr. Rogers now. Shit. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That, that was, that's, yep. I was going to be Mr. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get, my, my, it wasn't like, I'm a, it, my idea wasn't like, I'm going to be fake. My idea was like, I'm going to give everybody a chance. Mm-hmm. And everybody was super nice. Like we had uh, my neighbors to the left of me. They brought like desserts and shit around Christmas time. They brought desserts. When we first moved in. My neighbors to the right was real cool. 
we had like a neighborhood meeting in my neighbors to the left backyard. Everybody was super nice there. I was super personable. Like, yeah, you know, I'm making sure I'm getting along with everybody, smiling, shaking hands, being kind, all that good shit. So um, the week of you remember when everybody came over here for that Conor McGregor fight. And you remember I got stung by that wasp earlier in that day? Yeah. So that day I was in the process of cutting the grass. And then after the wasp thing, I was like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not cutting the motherfucking grass. <laughs> and this was sometime in July. I can't remember if this was before or after Independence Day. I think it was after. Like, I, I don't know. It, it was it was whatever. What I think whatever day was Independence Day, that weekend was probably the following weekend. So let's say if July 4th was on a Tuesday, that McGregor pay-per-view was that Saturday, something like that. So they were very close to each other. And you know how, you know, like in the, I don't say in the hood, but it's my only experience with it is if a holiday comes on during the week, your trash day gets pushed back a day. So your trash won't get picked up on the same day. It normally does get picked up on the next day. Right, right, right. So whatever week this was, uh, I think, I can't remember. I think, I feel like July 4th fell on like a, a Monday or something like that. And my trash day is Tuesday. So working under the assumption that it was going to get picked up the following day, I put it out on Wednesday. And I peeped that even though, cause there had been a holiday prior like Christmas. Uh, well, Christmas probably the only one prior. Yeah. I don't think Easter really count. Cause that's always on a Sunday. Uh, but whatever the case may be, I already had evidence from living in this neighborhood that a holiday means it's going to get pushed back. And now that I think about it, I think maybe July 4th might've been on, on a weekend. Like it might've been a Sunday or something like that, but whatever the case may be, my trash day is Tuesday. Independence Day was a previous day. So I put my trash cans out on Wednesday. Uh, my neighbors is pretty much all old people. They ain't got nothing better to do than to monitor every aspect of the neighborhood and every little thing that's going on with their own shit. Like they're constantly out there tending to their gardens, uh, cutting their grass, blowing their leaves, making sure that they pick their trash cans up as soon as fucking possible. Like they have this little rule where like your trash cans can't be visible like from the street. So really? Us, yeah. It's like, it's a neighborhood rule. Like it's all about like perception and shit. I'm like, yeah, it's cause somebody's going to come down, come, come down this street that has a dead end. Somebody's going to come down the street and be like, Oh, I will never live here in the distant future because I see somebody's cr- trash cans are on the way up on the hill and shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay, fuck off, but whatever. Right. Like, okay, whatever. So I've noticed that people will put their trash cans out bright and early on Tuesday. And the moment the trash can, the the garbage people come, they will come out and get it. It's like a race. Like I've seen, I've seen, there was a time where I was coming upstairs from downstairs. I saw the trash cans go by. I put on my shoes. I walked outside to walk to the bus stop to pick up my daughter and somebody had already picked up their trash cans. Like they were literally looking out the window when the trash can, when the garbage truck came, that's how serious they take the shit. So anyway, I put my shit out on Wednesday. I left it out on Wednesday. Cause I'm assuming they going to come. They don't come. So I'm like, fuck. 
I mean, I'm like, now it's Thursday, and I'm like, shit, my trash ain't get picked up. Before, I don't know if I picked the trash cans up or not. Whatever the case may be, on Thursday, I had a note on my door from the city reprimanding me for not having picked up my trash cans and for my grass not being cut. And again, mind you, I was in the process of cutting my grass until I got stung and I was like, fuck this shit. So that tells me that somebody. You got reported, nigga. Yes, yes. I got reported. Like, because it's not like the city is just riding down residential streets looking for reasons to. And you're at the end of a fucking cul-de-sac. So it's not like it's people around there like that, except the people that live there. Right. So somebody snitched on me. And that's when I realized, like, you can't even trust white people when they're pretending to be good. Because I came up here, and like I said at the beginning of this story, everybody was super nice. Everybody was super cordial. Everybody was shaking hands, smiling. Uh, like, uh, just great people across the board, bringing desserts, all that shit. But the minute my fucking trash cans was out for an extra day, or the minute that my grass wasn't cut to their liking, these motherfuckers calling the city. And Man, that's the kind of shit. Normally taught, like I don't remember. No, nigga, like no, like <laughs> especially for me because again, my shit is at the end of the cul-de-sac and it's it's heavily uh, inclined. So even from the street, even if it was high, it wouldn't look high because it's so because it's so Cause steep. It's not flat. You're not able to right because it, it's not yeah. flat. So you don't have that perception of seeing like, oh, that grass is. I don't know what, what I was about to say eight inches. That's way too high. But like, <laughs> you know, six inches, whatever the case may be. Like, it's easy to see when the lawn is flat. But when the lawn is going up so high to like well above your fucking depth of field. Like, that's not something somebody's going to casually drive by and be like, oh, his grass is high. Like, so that that's when I really, really learned that even when white people are pretending to be cool, and you are being perfectly fine and cordial to them. The moment they they're, they're, they're the fucking shake your hand and then stab you in the back ass motherfuckers. Dog. And somebody came up to me, my neighbors to the right. When I when I was cutting the grass on a different week, this is a little while later. And when I say a little while, I mean, maybe like two, three weeks. She was like, oh, I heard uh, somebody uh, reported you for whatever for for your trash cans being out or whatever. And then that to me, one, I was number two. I was like, OK, so now these motherfuckers be they got like a little hotline and shit. Right, yeah, exactly. Because right. I didn't talk to anybody about it. Like I didn't say like, oh, somebody dropped this shit off. I saw the shit on the door. I took it. I read it and I threw it in the trash. And I'm like, so I didn't talk to anybody about this. So I'm like, so now I know number two, you motherfuckers is gossiping. But she was like, you know, yeah, like, I, you know, that's fucked up. I would have never did anything like that, uh, you know, uh, you know, I tr- we, we try to be cool around here. Like, I have an idea who might have did it, but yada, yada. And I told her, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I came here. I try to be nice to everybody. Uh, I, you know, I try to be personable. And now I see how motherfuckers act because, you know, didn't nobody know what I was going through. Like, I did get stung by that wasp when I was trying to mow. But I'm like, what if I had, what if I had COVID and I was just laid up in here? Nobody knocked on my door and was like, Hey, uh, you know, motherfuckers be snitching around this neighborhood. You need me to cut your grass for you. You need me to pull your trash cans up. Nobody came to check on me. Somebody just snitched without doing any of that kind of shit. So I'm like, you know what? Even the, I was like, until, since I don't know who did it, all of you did it. 
And that's how I'm gonna treat it. Like that's how I'm gonna treat it. I don't trust none of you, none of y'all no more. And then my neighbor to the left texted me after that and was like, Oh, I heard you had a conversation with so-and-so and I'm sorry that happened to you. I never, uh, all, all this kind of shit. I'm like, all you motherfuckers do is gossip and snitch. And I told her, I was like, I told her the same thing. I was like, yeah, now I know, since I don't know who did it, everybody did it. So now don't, I'm not, now I don't want to hear no fucking nice shit. I don't want to have no friendly conversations. Oh, I forgot another part. The neighborhood, uh, vice president of the uh, association whatever sent out some email that was talking about all this, like, you know, Oh, we're going to have a neighborhood meeting on this day. It was like, no, it was like a recap of a previous meeting or some shit like that. And at the end it says something like, and let's all make sure that we pull our trash cans up and that we make sure our grass is cut. Cause we take pride in our neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, so now out of here. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, so now after this one time, like, not only did nobody say anything to me at the time, not only did somebody tell on me, not only are you motherfuckers gossiping, now you sending these passive aggressive emails. So I told her, I was like, yeah, and I saw, I think her name was Kalina. I saw Kalina's little, uh, I said, I said, cowardly, passive aggressive piece of shit email. And that's, that's what I, that's how I referred to the email in the text message I got back. And that's why I said, I was like, I, I'm not fucking with none of y'all because I don't trust none of y'all no more. Period. So now when I walk, to the to the end of the block to go pick up my daughter from the bus stop. I don't say shit to nobody. If they say something to me, I'll wave. But I purposely will like look at my phone. I don't talk to nobody no more. The next time they have a meeting, I won't be there. And then as soon as somebody tries to go, oh, well, why is the mic here? Don't play stupid with me. Don't 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 be typical white ass motherfuckers who want to do fucked up things and then act like they don't understand why somebody don't fuck with them no more. Don't play stupid fucking games with me. You know what happened and you know why I don't fuck with you. Accept the consequences. You want to be a snitch, snitch, coward ass bitch. Accept the consequences. And all the consequences are I'm not going to fuck with you no more. If that hurts your feelings, don't be a coward and do shady shit behind my back and gossip and do all that. Fuck. And it's nothing but old people. Why are you acting like a fucking 13 year old? So it's, all that's crazy saying, that everybody knows all that shit. Like you're getting text conversation to people. Yeah, I heard this shit. And you ain't said shit. I said shit to nobody. Oh, y'all heard this. How you hear it? Did you do it? Like, how did you, what do you mean you heard that? But they probably saw the motherfucker that like, how they be looking out their windows and shit. They probably saw the motherfucker put the shit on my door. Like, so all that to say, the reason I told that story is that it, it the John Gruden situation reminded me of that. How all these players, you know, NFL is mostly black folks, how all these players respected him and then to find out that he's saying shit like that, you know, via email and stuff like that. That's why I'm just like, man, I don't I'm not trying to be out here like fuck all white people and all this kind of shit. But what the fuck, dog? Like, you really can't trust like even the ones that you think is down for you are doing whole ass shit behind your back. Like, how are you supposed to trust such a shitty group of people who just have like have a, a, a generational history of being terrible to black people and terrible is an understatement, a generational history of doing that shit. And then now I'm supposed to be like, Oh yeah, that was in the past. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we, we can be, we can all be on the same foot. They're still doing the same shit. They're just doing, they're just sneaky about it. Or they're doing it overtly in people's phones and shit. Like, Oh, I don't care. I don't give a fuck if you record this you fucking nigger. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, man, like the Gruden shit just pissed me all off again because I'm like, yeah, you players was talking about, yeah, it's John Gruden this, John Gruden that. Oh, we support you, John. Yeah, and he's fucking calling you a nigga behind your back. But every day at work, he was down for you. But then when you ain't looking, now you now you Michelin lips. So that's what you get for trusting that nigga, man. That's crazy. No, that's some wild shit about your hood. Like, I mean, I'm not even surprised, but I'm still just like, wow. Like, I'm not surprised either, but like that, that just goes to show you, I be sitting here shitting on white people all the fucking time on this podcast. And then even though I stand by the fact that anytime I shit on white people is over stuff that they've done, as opposed to white people treating black people like shit over nothing other than being black. Like, black people ain't did nothing to white people, but white people treat black people like shit just because. Like, just because they're black. They didn't do anything. I shit on white people over stuff they've done. But even then, I still be feeling bad about how I be going in on white people all the time. But then shit like this happens, and I'm like, yeah, see, I came to this neighborhood I get I, I with a clean slate. I'm not going to come in here like, oh, I'm not going to trust these white people. I'm not going to assume they all racist. I'm not going to assume they all piece of shit. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be personable. I'm going to try to make friends. I'm going to try to be a good neighbor. I came in on some positive shit. And it didn't take it. What I came in in November. It only took till July for me to see how they really are. Like how, how, like that fast? Eight months? Really? (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, man. That's, yeah, we spent a lot of time on John Gruden because of that. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's just so fucking frustrating, and it's like, you know, we're 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 in the process of trying to figure out where we want to move and shit, and it's just like, dude, I don't. It makes me not want to be a move around white people. Yeah, but you also don't want to be around black people because you like, well, like you think about like, okay, yeah, you might want to, you know, the people might be cool, but like it might not be safe. You might not have good schools, like, you know, it, it's it's fucked up, dog, because it's like, man, you want to be. You want to be somewhere that's good, somewhere safe, somewhere nice, but you also want to be around decent people. And it kind of feels like you can't have both if you're black. If you're white, you can have both. But if you're black, it feels like you can't have both. You got to pick one. You have a nice neighborhood, a nice house, and nice schools, and you're going to be around shitty white people, or you can be around cool black people, and every day you got to wonder if you're going to get shot, or if it's going to be a (laughs) drive-by, or you got to pay ridiculous fucking property taxes and insurance and your car might get stolen like like, who knows who knows a pit bull might attack you like any any fucking thing could happen and it's like man that sucks to think that you can't be somewhere nice and be around good people at the same time if you black that's fucked up man man that's just uh anyways fuck dude that just pissed me off man that's i don't even be I don't even be talking like when I when I'm walking back from the bus stop with my daughter, it seems like they're all out too. Like they'll be like on a porch or or they'll be like they they might have some grandkids out playing or whatever. And I'll be walking back with her with my head down, talking to her, making sure that I don't make no eye contact with nobody who's out there, because I'm not even in the mood to pretend like I'm gonna be friendly. And then if somebody say something. Like, oh, how's your day at school? I'll let Victoria do all the talking. I'll let her do all the talking because I'm like, I'm not fucking with y'all. I mean, like I said, well, once we have another, once we have another neighborhood meeting, 
I'm gonna make sure, like, I'm not gonna make sure, but I'm saying, like, if my wife decides that she's gonna go and she's gonna take the kids, I'm not going. And then I, I, I anxiously anticipate the the confusion. Oh, why is she not here? You know why the fuck I'm not here, and you know what the fuck you did. Don't fucking play with me. Don't do some hoe ass shit and then act confused. Like, oh, why is he bad at us? Oh, okay, yeah. Because like I said, white people can't envision a world where they can't do what the fuck they want. So like they're like, oh man, we we treated we we snitched on this guy behind his back and pretended like we didn't do anything. Why would he not want to hang out with us? I'm so confused. Like, okay, well, you're gonna fucking learn today. And the fact that everybody knows who did it. They Some are they gotta know. They gotta know who did the it. Fact that it the, the, the fact that the information is spreading like that, and you ain't saying shit to nobody, they know who fucking did it. Mm-hmm. So I have not I have not visually seen the vice president of the neighborhood association ever since I responded in text to my one neighbor who asked me about it. And I said, like, and I didn't appreciate Kalina's cowardly fucking passive aggressive piece of shit email. Ever since I said that via text, I have not visually seen that person. Like, but not when would you see it. When and would you I saw, see that person like because I would see her around like just like walking around like i've seen her i would see her go to that neighbor's house on occasion i saw her uh when i was driving when i was leaving from here once just like walking down the street like like when i say see her like i mean like i have not visually laid eyes on her like she either don't live here no more or she ain't been out she ain't came out the house in months because i have not physically seen this person when i had probably prior to that text i'd probably at least laid eyes on her four or five times and I've not seen her since. Oh, that's 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 totally on purpose. I hope so. Make it make I it really hope so. Making bitch ass people uncomfortable is a is a great fucking thing. And I encourage it. Me too. And the thing is, it's not like you made any threats, you didn't do any of that. You just made her uncomfortable because of the shit that she actually did and got caught out on it, which you know was directly told to her or communicated to her. So mm-hmm. yeah. She might have been the one who did it. Maybe that's why. That's maybe that's why I ain't seen her. She might have been the one who did it. I don't okay, know. Uncomfortable. That's what the fuck they get. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what the fuck you get. So don't play stupid with me. Like nobody better not ever ask me why they didn't see me at some neighborhood function because they were supposed to have some sort of thing. Like, oh, we're gonna have some. Somebody asked me, like, are you coming to that? Nope. I was like, and I said, I'm like, my wife might come. I forwarded her the email about it. I'm not gonna come. Oh, okay. And then, like, the next day, uh, they sent an email out to everybody saying that that event was canceled, like, due to lack of participation. <laughs> like, I can't be arrogant and feel like that was about me because I'm just one person. But that was still funny. Like, like the day after I had that conversation, maybe two days, they're like, yeah, we're not having that no more due to lack of participation. Like, yeah, hey, well. Enjoy. Fuck them, dog. That shit's ridiculous. Enjoy the consequences of your actions, white folks. I mean, but lucky for you, you're not looking for looking for a fucking interaction anyway. So it just makes it even better. No, nope. you can just, yeah. you know, uh, enjoy yeah. the solitude of of, of introvertism. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? I, and, and you know, too, like the solitude is here. But I always say, like, I don't. I don't go out of my way to to make friends, but 
I have far more close friends than the average person does. And I think that says a lot about somebody who's perceived to be angry and standoffish and who is definitely introverted to the point where like, I, I feel perfectly comfortable uh, throwing out new relationships because I have a whole bunch of lifelong ones and I don't have to worry about that shit. Like I have way more close friends than the average person. If I wanted to, I probably could have 15 niggas stand at my wedding if I wanted to. All actual people who I consider to be real friends. I could have done that, but obviously that's not, you know, it's not feasible to have a 30 person wedding party. Right. But like I could have done that if I wanted to, because I could have, I could have had, you know, 15, 20 motherfuckers who I consider to be lifelong friends that I could have had stand up at my wedding. So I'm like, what do I care? about these fucking old ass white people in this neighborhood. Like, I don't give a fuck about none of these motherfuckers. Dog. So like, you look like, it's just like you said, like I can stay here in my solitude, but I'm also, I'm also more comfortable with staying here in my solitude because I don't need to make friends at work. I don't need to make friends at, in my neighborhood. Cause I got plenty of friends already. I don't need a single goddamn one more. I got plenty, plenty for somebody who's considered to be so standoffish and angry and unpersonable, I sure got a lot of fucking lifelong friends. Whole fucking lot. So. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> In short. Fuck them. Okay, shit. Where do you want to go from here? Um, I mean, while I'm rolling on white people, I, <laughs> I, I have one other thing that uh, is a topic on here. I, uh, hey, rolled it. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, when I was coming coming back from picking up my daughter at the bus stop the other day, this was, uh, I think it actually might have been yesterday. She's like, yeah, uh, today we had uh, we had lockdown. I'm like, excuse, look, what? Yeah, she's like, we had lockdown. You know, we, we, we had to lock the door and we had to be really quiet and we had to make sure that we were hiding behind our desk. And I'm thinking in my head, like, my daughter is five years old. And just had an active shooter training. Bruh, that is. And I'm like, this is again, when I say I'm I only shit on white people over stuff they've done, this is some white people shit. We ain't out here shooting up schools and churches and, and concerts and shit like that. It's white people who do all the shooting, and it's white people who make sure that the gun laws allow them to continue to do all the shooting. And I'm like, now white people who are so, so uh, just feverishly obsessed with being able to have as many guns as they possibly fucking can so they can post them on the internet and be like, look how small my dick is. Oh, I mean, I look how big my gun is. Look how many guns I have. Oh, guns, 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 guns. I need to shoot everything up. My five-year-old had an active shooter drill. Fucking piece of shit. Because you people can't stand to not even not have guns at all. You can't stand limitations on guns. You want to be able to have as many guns as you possibly have. So now kindergartners have to have active school trainings because you people, white people, don't know how to fucking behave when it comes to guns. Like, I, I can't. I, I never thought. Like, I, I figured this was going to happen at some point. She's five. Now, did she... Now- did she talk more about how it went? Did, did it seem like a scary thing for her? Or was it like, you know, they made it as a game? Like They didn't present it in a scary way. They I mean, which is good. It's not like they presented it like a, almost like a, a competition almost. Like, which let's see how thing. quiet yeah. we can be. Yeah, absolutely. And she said something like, if somebody, I couldn't tell if she was, she said like, if somebody knocks on the door, 
And then I thought she's about to say something different, but I think that they were saying like, if like a student or a teacher knocks on the door, like during this pretend lockdown that we have to tell them that we're being super quiet or something like that. Like, so uh, she, she made it sound like it was like a quiet game. Okay. But like me knowing <laughs> the yeah, reality, I mean, you know the life, reality I'm like, this, so, yeah. this is an active, this is an active shooter drill. And I'm like, what the fuck dog? Like, like it didn't even, the wild thing about it is it, it didn't really piss me off because it makes sense here. Like it makes sense. Like, and when I say here, I mean America, it makes sense here that, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, and I say my daughter's in kindergarten, but she's in an elementary school which white people are not above shooting up. So, you know, they're probably fifth and sixth graders who had to do it too. But like, you know, the, it, it didn't piss me off because it's not surprising that uh, she would have to do that. But it, it, it was like a, it was like a striking dose of reality. Like, man, like now, now it's at my doorstep. Like, even though, you know, like all these years I've been reading about these school shootings and I've been reading about everything that's happened with the gun laws and, and all the people who are fighting it and all this kind of shit. It was still like a somewhere else story. But now to find out that my five year old had to do an active shooter drill because white people just want guns that fucking much. Like, I feel like if you a motherfucker who's like, oh, second amendment, motherfucker, I want all the guns I can have. Like you should still you should feel a way about your pointless sexual attraction sexual attraction to guns you should feel a way that kinder about kindergartners have to do an active school shooting drill because you want to fuck a gun so bad like you should feel a way about that but they don't they don't like because that like that nothing else matters because i mean many many kids have already died for them to for them to continue to, to to trumpet their gun love and continue to you know bolster their 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 gun right opinions or whatever they, they don't care how many kids die they don't care until it's their own kid like it, it's fine by them but again this is why i shit on white people i shit over them over stuff that they've done and everywhere we look there are people who who are obsessed with with guns they're obsessed with having as many as they possibly can not how many they need as many as they can have they're obsessed with all of that shit they don't care how many children die they want to they just they, they think it's like the, the the most unalienable right that they should have in this country is to have infinite guns and they don't care if the kids die and they don't care if kindergartners have to have an active school shooting because they not only do they not care about having all the guns they don't care what they do with them it's like oh thoughts and prayers on anyway on to the next uh you know gun that i'm gonna buy like oh so frustrating but yeah that's uh yeah i had a point i just totally lost it but uh yeah i mean i'm i'm in, I'm in agreement like like that's just heart that's really just heartbreaking to have kids have to go that because and it's not like i mean we I, I think we've shown that more people having more guns don't help and, that, totally and they try to make the argument that it does Oh, if I don't, the teachers have guns, then then we could just have a wild west shootout in the classroom like, instead of having the kids die. Like, like okay. the longest break that we had in recent years of school shootings was because of fucking COVID, because they wasn't in fucking school. Mm-hmm. 
So the only reason school shootings happen is because kids wasn't even in the place for y'all to shoot. And, right, and white people couldn't go outside. <laughs> yeah, people couldn't go outside. You got to no stay schools. home, so, yeah. So, yeah. You got to stay home and it's no school. So, hey, it looks like we don't get to, we get to have some time away from school shootings. And then there was like a school shooting, like at the first moment that uh, they went <laughs> that back, they started to kind of yeah. kind of started to sort of open up. There was like an immediately like a school shooting. Like it was like it, it was like soon as they went back, it was like a Birdman hand rub. And then they just went to fucking shooting again. Like, yeah, <sighs> it's a terrible this is a terrible country, man. Like, like I said, we got a lot of things. It's, a, it's it's kind of similar to what I was saying about Dave Chappelle comparing trans uh trans issues to black issues. It's like we have a whole lot of things that other countries don't have, uh, like rights and privileges and, and good aspects. But that doesn't give us the right to be like, oh, this is the best country in the world because we have this and that and other countries have it worse. Like, yeah, other countries do have it worse. That don't make us perfect. That don't mean that we don't have shit we need to fix. Like, like, yeah, other countries got it worse. That don't make us okay. Like, that don't make this whole dynamic with uh, constantly shooting up schools and shit. Like, that, that don't make this okay. That, yeah, it could be worse somewhere else. Guess what? There's a lot of places where it can be better. Yeah, so so eat that little dose of reality, white people. Saying if you don't like it here, you can leave. That's not a threat. That's an offer. Like, it, it, well, that and then, I, I mean, the one I always hate is the whole go back to Africa thing. Like, I'd love to. Like, what, like, <laughs> like, well, like well, present that as a flaw you like, but. uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess my thing is like, well, one, I didn't directly come from there. So I've been here. Like, but if <laughs> right. where my ancestors came from, which I believe is there, cool. But I was here, dog. Born in 80, nigga, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah but and, and like i said even on top of that like yeah go back to africa i would love to go to africa like I, <laughs> like, like, like don't, like, don't tip me to a good time sure. yeah like i have logistical reasons for not being not leaving already but that is not that is not off the table by any means like <laughs> like uh like i not even necessarily africa but like getting the fuck up out of here like oh that is firmly on the table at some point like that that like I uh, I wouldn't be that surprised if uh I'm not living here anymore by 50, the age of 50. Like I would not be surprised by that at all. <laughs> so if, if I could some way figure out how to be financially stable in another country, I'm I I would really think that my wife would be okay with that. I bet you it's not as hard as we think. Like I, I feel like it's probably still hard, like to maybe find a job or to like get like uh, I don't know, like your visa or your citizenship or retain it or whatever. That's probably still difficult. But I bet it's not as hard as we think. Like there's a um, an MMA reporter whose podcast I listen to all the time. He just got, he just officially became a U.S. citizen uh, a couple weeks ago. But he's been here for decades. Wow. And make obviously he's a he's a he's a big deal. He's he's well he's the MMA reporter, like the like the premier MMA reporter. Like he's worked for ESPN. He has the highest, you know, highest rated show currently, the most listens, all that kind of shit. He is the the guy for MMA reporting, and he just became a U.S. citizen. But he's been the he's been here doing this shit 
he's been doing this shit as far as just covering MMA for over a decade. But he like went to Syracuse. Like he's been here for a long time. So I'm like, it's not out of the realm of possibility to go to another country and be able to find a living. Like you might not be able to get your citizenship easily or right away, but you can go live there because he's lived here for a long ass time. So yeah, I mean, like you said, don't threaten me with a good time. Like you don't like it here, you can go. I don't like it here and I will go. No, <laughs> what's your response? <laughs> hey, what do you something to say? Like, oh, I don't want it that bad. I'll stay. <laughs> No, like, I don't, like, I don't good. think anybody that says that is prepared for you to say, yes, I am. And I will if I can. Like, <laughs> right. Like, you, you, they, you think, think, they think that's like the, 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 the end of the argument. Like, they got you right there. Like, oh, if you don't like it here, you can leave. Like, they think that they got, they think they dunked on you. <laughs> like, come on, dog. Like, go to Africa. Okay. What, wait, what do you mean? You want to go? Like, aren't you supposed to fight <laughs> this conversation? No, no. I will right, go. No, I got a one way ticket right here in my, in my app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm head. I'm, I'm SpongeBob. All right, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm gonna head out. Hold so on, Jericho. <laughs> so I'm gonna read this one tweet uh, that a stupid friend of mine shared on Facebook, and then we can uh, read Baylor's emails. And then now, when you and, say and stupid friend, friend, like an actual friend or. Uh... Uh, Facebook friend in like okay, the literal gotcha. sense of like the air face. I don't consider this nigga a friend by any circumstance. Okay, cool. Like, I, I, the, the relationship. Okay. I added him as a friend because he was a guy from high school, but uh, that, that privilege he's, he's about to lose that privilege. Um, and, and I've talked about him on here before. Uh, I, I can't remember the context. It was something else stupid that he said on Facebook that related to COVID, but I can't remember specifically what it was, but I mentioned him before on here. And then I told you a little bit more about him. That's a dude from the. Uh, is that the dude from the uh, Pistons group? No, no, no. It's a different guy. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. the af- after after I talked about him without mentioning his name on on the podcast, after we were done recording, I uh, I told you like his actual name or whatever. And I think you pulled up his Facebook page. It's probably not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. I remember. Dude. It was something about COVID. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I remember dude. So today he shared a tweet that one. I, I believe is a stolen tweet from somebody else because I saw a a uh, an aspiring congressperson tweet the same thing with this person just added an extra sentence or two. But he shared this tweet to Facebook. And I do not believe that this is a tweet he was sharing to Facebook in order to like uh, spark good conversation. He probably shared it. To fa- he, he shared it to Facebook because he agrees with it. But and I'm sure you've probably seen some variation of this tweet in the last 24 to 48 hours. Uh, the tweet that he shared is from somebody named Billy C. Carson. Uh, it's a verified Twitter account at Coach Carson. I don't know who he is, but yeah, I'm not uh, black people with the name Carson don't have a very good, uh, <laughs> don't no, have a very good record no, right about no. now. Especially local <laughs> shit. Right. So the tweet says, Magic Johnson was allowed to play in the NBA oh. with full-blown AIDS, but Kyrie yeah. Irving can't play because he won't risk his health take he won't risk his health taken by the jab it's pure evil what you are doing to this man and his family i saw the reason i think this tweet is stolen is because it was tweeted at 1 a.m this morning wednesday i saw the same tweet from a congress an aspiring congress congressperson 
And it said Magic Johnson was allowed to play in the NBA with full-blown HIV. And the term full-blown HIV was trending. So that's how I saw the tweet. And then it said, but Kyrie Carver can't play, yada, yada, yada. But it didn't have a part about risking his health or pure evil or whatever. I hate this, <laughs> this fucking tweet, dog. It's the exact same thing. Not exact same, but it's similar to the same thing that Chappelle said that irritated me, comparing fucking Cassius Clay changes his name to Bruce Jenner changes his gender. Like, you can't compare Magic Johnson being allowed to play in the NBA with AIDS, which he didn't have, to he, he just had he had HIV. He never got full-blown AIDS. So this nigga changed the tweet to something less accurate than the original tweet. <laughs> but Kyrie Irving can't. Oh, for one, and th- th- this the tweet fails in the first sentence. COVID can be transmitted through the air. Does this nigga not know how HIV gets transmitted? Is part of basketball fucking? Is Magic Johnson fucking the players on the court? Then it's not the same thing. You cannot get HIV playing basketball the same way that you could potentially get COVID. Like, why did you make this dumb fucking comparison? Uh, like, Magic Johnson's allowed to play with HIV. Like, can you breathe HIV into somebody? No? Then delete your account, you fucking idiot. Like, what a stupid fucking tweet. Then he goes, because he won't risk his health by taking the jab, which the jab is another stupid fucking phrase. For getting that. The, How jab, is getting- the, the jab is always used by people who are against it. Right, and, and, and who are also complete and utter morons. How is getting the vaccine risking your health? Like, what, like, are people, is there a stat that I'm unaware of where people who get the vaccine die? Because there's a stat that I am aware of where people who get COVID, 500,000 of them die. What's our vaccine count? Is it still zero? Yeah, it's still zero. There's zero people who have died due to a vaccine. Like zero still. We're still at zero for that. How is how are you risking your health by getting the vaccine when 500,000 people have died from not getting the vaccine? Like, what the fuck is wrong with people, dog? And then he said it's pure evil what you're doing to this man and his family. It, Nobody's it, doing shit to Kyrie Irving, dog. So did did the guy actually comment on it, or he just posted and just let it rip? He just shared it and let it rip because he, he probably. Be, well, I'm not. Even, I'm not. Even, I'm not even gonna spend time hypothesizing about how dumb this motherfucker is. Uh, but yeah, he didn't say. He, all he did was share the tweet. He didn't say nothing. And the pure evil what you're doing to this man, like okay, Kyrie Irving. Nothing's being done to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is making a choice to not get the vaccine. A choice that he has the right to make. Unfortunately, he's suffering the consequences of making a dumb fucking choice. Nobody's doing shit to him. Also, if anybody were doing shit to him, Kyrie Irving, unless he has made a a tragic amount of bad decisions, he's probably very well paid. I don't think I'm going to see Kyrie Irving in a tent on the side of the freeway because he can't play this season. Also, He's not playing this season, not because he's not getting a vaccine. He's not playing this season because Brooklyn is like, why would we want to fuck our team up by having a nigga who can only play half the season? Because New York state law won't allow him to play being unvaccinated, so he can't play home games. Theoretically, he could still play away games, and he is still going to be paid for those games. So, like, 
he's nothing. Nothing's happening to him. Nothing that he hasn't brought up on himself. Like he could still they, like the, the Nets could still choose to play him if they wanted to. They'd only have him for half the season, but they could still choose to play him if they wanted to. He's just not playing because they, he can't play at home. And it's like, why would you want to have like, how can you even have a season? If one of your best players can only play road games, like what kind of shit, like that's gonna disrupt the chemistry, all that kind of shit. And there's only gonna be road games where it's not mandated in that state, right? So like he couldn't play in like California, I don't think, or some shit like that. Um, I seen someone, I seen a remix of that tweet as well. I retweeted it, and then the guy fucking deleted it. It was it's it has a, the, the the basis of the other t- uh, tweet, but it says no disrespect to Magic. But they let Magic Johnson play with full-blown HIV and won't let Kyrie play with a flu respiratory, which is respiratory is spelled spelled wrong. Disease such as co- disease such as COVID. Then it says something is up. Stay woke. What is up? What is up? Yeah, like, and why are we staying woke? And then after all of the backlash he got, he did a video talking about how oh he knew that that HIV wasn't respiratory and could be passed and then I'm like no you just and then he i finally delete the tweet but i'm like yeah i'm like why do so many dummies copy and paste that shit yeah like like how are you like you expect me to believe all of you are coincidentally citing magic johnson and using the term full-blown aids or full-blown hiv like why do you say they let magic johnson play with hiv you add in that 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 descriptor, the full blown part, you didn't even have the common fuck. I mean, obviously, if you believe this, you're a blithering fucking idiot in the first place. But like, you don't have the common fucking sense to like, if you're gonna steal a tweet, to at least remove like one of the biggest descriptors in there, the term full blown. Because what does that have to do with anything? Even if he he, he does he didn't have full blown AIDS, but if he did. What does that prove by adding that on? You could just say, oh, they let him play with HIV or they let him play with AIDS. Like, like adding that full-blown part in is what lets me know you stole the tweet from somebody else. So, um, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I've never liked this nigga, the, the dude from high school who shared it. I don't, I, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to be perfectly open and honest about this in high school. He was super popular. He played football. He's a good looking dude. He's an incredible shape for a person like me. uh, Introverted, geeky, didn't have a lot of friends. And then you got this guy who's super popular, super good looking football, all this kind of shit. That's intimidating to somebody like me at that age in, in high school. And when I say intimidating, I don't mean like I'm scared of the nigga, but I mean like like that's somebody you like, oh shit, that's popular so-and-so guy. Like you don't, you know, you, you look at that person differently. Right. And I never, I never really thought about that in any kind of way. It was just like, that's just how it was. But now at my current age, at my current, like, I'm, I'm not even going to run off everything, but at my current life standing, that dynamic is the complete and utter opposite. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, again, I'm going to be honest and this is going to sound arrogant. I am better than this nigga in every fucking way. I like, I, I don't look at him. I don't look at him as intimidating from an intellectual standpoint. I don't look at him as intimidating from a physical standpoint. Like, like uh, soft-spoken, uh, reserved, introverted 
me from high school would be intimidated by this, by this guy. Current me has no form of intimidation whatsoever. Like, so like I'll come at you from an intellectual standpoint and I will degrade you on Facebook over this stupid fucking, the stupid shit you post on Facebook. But I'm not also not a keyboard warrior. I'm not sitting here saying shit to you on Facebook and degrading you on Facebook in front of all your friends because I'm safe behind a computer. I say the same shit to your face and dare you to fuck with me. I would love nothing better than to put your teeth down your throat like some fucking chiclets, nigga. Like it's nothing. It's nothing. I have no form of intimidation on a physical, on a physical standpoint whatsoever. Like that, that, that timid nature of me in high school, that's gone. Like that's dead. That Mike, the high school Mike is dead. Like that, I'm a totally different person now. So I look at it like, not only are you dumb as fuck, now, now, now we grown up and I see you a fucking idiot who think he's smart. On top of that, I ain't got no problem putting my hands on you, nigga. So it's no reason for me to feel any form of intimidation. So all that to say, I've been pressing this nigga. Like, I, like, see, like I've been pressing him. Like I, like, I will say shit on there that's meant, that's meant for him to come at me. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here like, I don't want you to think that the high school me is the current me. I want you to know what it really is. I want you to know that I think you a dumbass nigga. And I want you to also know I'm not afraid to call you a dumbass nigga to you on, on Facebook in front of your friends or to your face. We can talk, we can do it on FaceTime. I'll call you a dumb nigga right to your face. We can do it here. I don't know where he lives. I don't even know if he lives here or not, but there's nothing, nothing, nothing. I said on Twitter or on Facebook, that I would not say to that person's face ever. Like, I, there's no fucking cowardice in me whatsoever. So, like, I've been pressing this nigga. I'm not going to lie. Because I'm I'm picking at him, hoping that he'll say some shit. So, you know I had to comment. <laughs> comment nigga. <laughs> oh, I'm going to read it. <laughs> All right, so I said, HIV AIDS isn't transmitted through the air like COVID. No one over the age of five should be making that ludicrous and inapt comparison. Risk his health by taking a jab? What kind of rudimentary cereal box science is that? Are people dying from the vaccine? Is that a health risk? What an intellectually dishonest distorting of reality. We have documented numbers that show the health risk of not taking the jab to the tune of 500,000 people dead. And I was like, pure evil, what's done to him? He's not following safety precautions by choice exercising his free right to do so. Nothing is being done to him unless he mistakenly believes the suffering consequences for his actions is something being done to him, done to him. How is every sentence of this tweet moronic? So that's the comment that I put on his Facebook. That comment has more likes and reactions than his original post. Of course. (laughs) Of course it does. He's not responded. He hasn't said anything. Um, I've got one person also from high school replied to me, obviously co-signing because she knows what it is. And uh, <laughs> that's that's what it is. And like that, that, my comment now, let me see how long ago I put that. Uh, eight hours ago. Wow, it's, it's been that long? Wow. Yeah, so eight hours ago, I put that comment. Um, yeah, and it's just been sitting there chilling. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he say something. I'm hope I'm hoping. 
Like, I've been looking at my phone all day, like, please let this nigga say something to me out of pocket so I could, <laughs> so I could talk about him having CTE and, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, make it all kinds of personal and just escalate the shit to a ridiculous degree. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I got a vendetta for that nigga, dog. So, yeah, fun times. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, dude. Oh boy. Anyway, uh let's fire up Baylor's emails and um I think we can wrap up. Do we have anything else? No, uh, we, can, we can wrap up with that. Nothing. Oh, do you want to talk about uh um what the fuck is this? Um I don't think I it's the only thing we got it's the only thing we got left, the Fury Wilder fight. We, we can talk about that right quick and then do Baylor's emails. Yeah, that's we fine. Start, we started at 10, so it's been an hour 15. Yeah, we can talk about Fury Wilder real quick and then uh and then do Baylor's emails. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I don't think I have much to add to the to. Uh, I thought it was a really great fight, one of the best boxing matches I've seen, uh, heavyweight matches I've seen in a very long time. Um, Wilder looked really, he looked really good initially. Actually, he held his own throughout the fight. I mean, until obviously the end. I mean, he ended up getting knocked down the same amount of times. I, no, I'm sorry, he got knocked down three times, Fury twice. And I think Fury just got his number, but he looked damn good. Like he was, he he like he really went to the gym. He really, really, you know, uh, practiced for this. Uh, I won't say practice, not the right word, but he, he really trained. He really trained for this. Trained, fight. yeah. Like, um, yeah, he just he he just did. Uh, I think Fury just has his card. But uh, I thought it was I thought it was a really good fight. I was I was very much so entertained. I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, me too, man. And I heard I've been listening to like a lot of the like MMA podcasts I listen to. They still talk about boxing here or there. They don't talk about like every fucking fight, but they'll talk about like the major ones. Like if Canelo fights, they'll talk about it. Um, you know, Errol Spence and, and Shakur Stevens, like all, like all those guys that we kind of know. Like if something happens, you know, if they have a fight, they'll talk about it briefly. And I heard a podcast where you're talking about like ranking trilogies and shit, like trilogy fights. And uh, there's been like a lot of talk, like how great was this trilogy? And there's an argument saying that it's not a great trilogy because at the end of the day, Tyson Fury kind of dominated the trilogy, even though it's 2-0-1. Like a lot of people, myself included, feel like Tyson Fury won the first fight and then, you know, Tyson got the finish in these last two. So it's kind of like, how could you consider that to be a great trilogy? Especially when, like, you know, a lot of us feel like uh, Wilder didn't win a lot of rounds. And I think that's an interesting discussion because, like you said, I thought it was a great fight, even though, yeah, Wilder got finished. And, yeah, maybe Fury won more of those rounds. I wasn't actually keeping score. Like, I try to keep score when I'm watching fights because I like to see if I'm seeing the fights the same way as the judges see it. So I try to keep score, especially if I'm watching MMA, because it's only three rounds or five at the most, whereas like boxing can be as much as like, what, 12, 14? I, I don't fucking know. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't I, I don't really keep score or watching boxing if, if, you know, if I can help it. But I, I feel like even though we can look back and feel like this was a one sided trilogy, I still think it's a really great trilogy just because of the fact that every fight was entertaining which is kind of hard to come by. Like, I feel yeah. like if you match up two boxers and have them fight three times, 
you're not going to come up with three really good fights. And you got a fight that was a draw. And then you got two fights that, yeah, Tyson Fury got the finish, but they were still really entertaining to watch. And I, I don't know, that counts for something to me, man. So, like, I, 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 and I thought that fight was great. Like, like just oh, from I, a, I, I agree. Yeah, like, like from a, like, almost like a storytelling perspective, right? Like, you know, Tyson Fury's background, you know, Deontay Wilder's background, you know, their past with the previous two fights. And then it had like the back and forth nature, like Tyson Fury went down a couple of times. And, and it's like, man, like this was a really, this was a competitive fight from the sense of like, even if you look at it, like, I don't remember what round it ended in. I feel like it was like the 10th round maybe. But like, if you look at that, I feel like, okay, Tyson Fury won seven rounds and Wilder only won three. Like that, that fight did not feel like a wash. Like it, it, Tyson Fury yeah. didn't dom- like, dominate that nigga like that. Like it, it was competitive. Uh, I think, I until, mean, until you could tell Wilder was getting tired and then he started. And then later in the later rounds, he seemed like he was like out on his feet almost. But he was still fighting, though. He was still fighting back. He was still landing some good shots. It was an entertaining, competitive fight. And even if you look at it like Fury won way more rounds, it still it didn't feel that way. It didn't feel lopsided. So I, I thought I, th- I thought it was a great fight. I thought I thought that was I thought that was the best fight of the three because the first one, even though it was a draw, it had the one Fury knockdown. Like Fury got Fury got knocked down in that fight, and it ended in a draw. But like I feel like this fight, the third one, was probably the most entertaining one of the three. And I feel yeah. like one of those rounds, I can't remember which round it was, was like one of the better rounds I've seen. Like it was like a really fucking good round, man. Yeah, I uh, so I didn't see the first fight. I saw the second, and I, I saw this this most recent fight. And up to about maybe the seventh round, I had Wilder winning um, by rounds. Um, I don't remember the number, but I know it was if it was at six, it was maybe or seven. It was like you know, uh, like four or three or four to like three that. or something like that. And then you know, it kind of went downhill from there. Um, but I think if it and I agree. It. I think the trilogy is definitely good, and it wouldn't have been if, say, Fury would have whooped his ass in like three rounds or something. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. the fact that it went so long, uh, pause, and it, <laughs> uh, you know, it was competitive. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they. I mean, up until the left, it was eleventh round when he got knocked out. Knocked out. Up until that point, both fires that fell down twice, not fell down, got knocked out twice, knocked down. And, you know, it was, it was, it was there. I mean, Fury, I mean, Wilder lost, he, he, he lost energy before Fury did. I mean, they both looked fucking done, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think, I thought it was a good, I don't think it, I I don't see a reason for a fourth fight, especially being that Fury hasn't, I mean, uh, Wilder hasn't won, but I mean, I don't know what the competition is in heavyweight uh, division right now. Like, I don't think uh, Joshua could stand a chance to either one of them. Um, Ruiz, I don't see him. I mean, after he won that one fight, was it against, was it Joshua? Mm -hmm. Which he ended up being, he was a fucking sub because of the dude that was supposed to fight uh, Joshua had got suspended or some shit. So, uh, he jumped in and won, and then he went on a fucking fat spree and shit. He was buying all kind of shit. He didn't work out, and so when he fought Joshua again, he got his ass whooped and shit. Uh, so I don't think Ruiz is even in contention. I and I, I say that because I just don't know much about him, much about what he's been doing lately. Uh, but so yeah. did you see the Anthony Joshua lost like two weeks ago? I did not. I did not. Okay, I mean, so yeah, Anthony, 
Anthony Joshua lost. Uh, so, like, let's see. Tyson Fury and Wilder was last weekend. It might have been the weekend before that. Daryl was over here. Uh, he got here, uh, I think, either toward the end of that fight. Yeah, he got here toward the end of that fight. And then we watched, because that fight was in the afternoon, because it was in London. So, like, it was over about, like, four. And then we watched uh, UFC after that. So, I, I think it was, like, two weeks ago. And I'm texting Daryl during the fight, like, yo, this nigga Joshua is getting beat, dog. <laughs> like, I'm like, this thing about to lose again. And he, he, ended, he ended up losing. So, uh, Anthony Joshua just lost his belts uh like two weeks ago so right now the situation is anthony joshua is probably gonna rematch that guy just like after ruiz he's probably gonna rematch that guy uh usik is his name he's probably gonna rematch usik and then if he wins then he he might fight tyson fury but i'm kind of like at this point i feel like i don't even care about anthony joshua no more because i'm like Every time I see his training videos, they look whack. He looks mediocre in the ring. It's just like he just has the look about him. Like he's big, he's ripped, and he just, he just looks like somebody that would be like an awesome champion to have from a visual perspective. But from a boxing perspective, like I feel like mentally he's just not there. Like Tyson Fury would wash Anthony Joshua like a dirty shirt. Like there's, it's not no competition. Like I barely even want to see that fight no more. Like I almost, I, I want the belts to be unified, but like, I don't really care if it's Anthony Joshua or if it's, if it's Usyk. So like if Usyk wins the rematch, match him up with Fury. Like Is I don't who even he fought? care. Usyk? Usyk? Yeah. I think it's U-Y-S-K. Okay. I think it's how you spell it. But, um, yeah, that I dude looked good. Yeah, and I'm I like, man, that shit. And I, and I just, I, I it's because it was in the middle of the day. Yeah. yeah, it was like the middle of the day. Like it, it, I think the car started at like one, and they fought like around four, something like that. But like, yeah, he wouldn't even he, like. Joshua is not even. He's not even competition. Like, like Fury would wash him, and I, I've been saying that. I said that after the after the first time that. uh Fury and Wilder fought. I saw Fury fight somebody else who I, I can't recall the name. If somebody said it, I would be like, oh, yeah, that guy. But like I saw Fury in the fight after the first Wilder fight. And I was just like, yo, this dude good as fuck. And then I saw Joshua fight Ruiz the first time. And I'm like, this the guy that they think is supposed to beat Tyson Fury? Like he's the one that's going to fight him? Like, nah, bro. Like, let's <laughs> stop it. And then he, you know, he, like you said, he lost to Ruiz. He won the rematch, and now he lost again. And I'm not, you know, I'm not discounting the nigga for losing, but I'm discounting him for how he's losing. Like it's not, like he don't look, he just does not look good enough to hang with Tyson Fury. So I, I don't, I don't really care who Tyson Fury fights next. I just want to see the belts get unified. So whether it's Joshua or if it's Usyk. I don't care. Whoever so, hey, whoever they are, they're going to be Tyson Fury's victim. What, what does it mean for the belts to be unified? Because they got so many goddamn different um, uh, uh, governing bodies in boxing. So, you know, they got like 18 different goddamn belts and shit. Like you got all the WBL, WBO belt, WBC belt, the IBF belt, like all these kind of different. So like Anthony Joshua currently, well, had like four different heavyweight championship belts like and now Usyk has those and then Tyson Fury got one it's like the lineal heavyweight champion so he got he he got the one 
And then Joshua had the other like four or some shit like that. And it, so unifying the belts is like if he beats, you know, whoever, if, if the guys that got all the belts fight each other, then one guy will have all the belts. Oh, okay. So one guy. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Uh, my guy Francis Ngannou is fighting on my birthday and he's the current heavyweight champion in the UFC. And now they, I'm not going to go into it too deeply because it's boring, but they, for no good reason, the UFC made an interim heavyweight championship fight because they felt like Francis wasn't ready soon enough for them to fight again. So they made an interim championship belt. It was a complete slap in the face to him. So now there's an interim heavyweight champion and Francis Ngannou is the actual heavyweight champion. And now they're going to fight to unify the belts on January 22nd. So whoever wins that fight is just flat out UFC heavyweight champion. There's not going to be a, a interim champion no more. So it's kind of the kind of the same thing with boxing sort of, even though it's just like kind of like this one person has all the belts. Like that's what I want. Cause I, I don't like the fact that boxing has so many different governing bodies that there's like 17 different belts. Like you've seen, like I'm sure you've seen pictures like, Oh, Betty Pacquiao just want to fight. Why he got eight different belts hanging from him and shit. Because they got like all these different governing bodies. I, I think I think that shit is corny. I don't like that shit. There should be like one governing body, one belt, and it shouldn't be, you know, all these different things. So since I don't like that, I like to see the unification of belts. And I would like for one person to have all of them. And I don't think that really exists in boxing. I don't know the obviously I don't know all the weight classes and all that kind of shit and who has what belt. But I feel like I'm guessing there are not very many if any weight classes where one person holds all the belts. So I would like for Tyson Fury to be either that guy or one of those guys. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, let's, uh, let's fire up Baylor's emails and uh, wrap this thing up. All right. Let's go with. Um, uh, the first one is titled. Um, the the book of Detroit by what up though? <laughs> okay, right. Let me turn my volume up. Make sure we're good. Right. What up though? Um, Can you hear that good? What's the first thing I want to bring up? Oh, yep. BMF versus uh, Raising King surprised Mike had to tap me into power. I can't hear it as well. Like that because oh, there we go. you yeah. are one of the biggest Marvel fans that, that I know. And basically this is what 50 is trying to do ultimately is build like a Marvel universe within the drug game, right? Um, now, will you have some cheesy inexperienced actors on there yes but that's the one thing that i can't appreciate is that you're going to see some faces that you wouldn't normally see on a normal basis um and y'all probably don't have time for that so that's cool but the i would say they have good writers they do have good writers and it's not easy to write for something where you just got to kill a lot of people <laughs> but it, there's a lot of plot twists and things like that that go within these shows so but the one thing that always stood out was that when he announced that there were going to be spinoffs, 
we seen the the Marvel route. You know what I'm saying? Fifty has gotten to get has gotten it together before DC. Who would have known? Uh, <laughs> as far as BMF, uh, I even had uh, no you know no shit, aka slash Mona. She's from Detroit. She hit me oh up, yeah yeah uh, on Twitter and giving me the whole background about BMF and things like that. So what I didn't know uh, outside of the documentary and then what we'll see on the TV show, uh, you know, like some stuff we'll find out, some stuff I've already known, but, you know, with that being in y'all guys' backyard, I would assume that y'all will watch that as well. And again, the main actor is actually Big Meat's son. So will he sound and experience as well? Probably so. To y'all standards. So I get it. Um, but I, you know, one of my favorite genres is drama. You know what I mean? So I love the whole street gang life. That's why I watched that, BMF, uh, Power, and then Wu-Tang right after that. Um, what else? You guys brought up Big Boy and Outcast. If I'm not mistaken, they was at the Oregon gang because I think Big Boy's son plays for Oregon. Yep, I think that's, that's what yeah. that was all about. That was no shit that told us that, wasn't it? A lot of our celebrities got kids either in college or full-ass, grown-ass adults now. You know what I mean? So that's why they was random. <laughs> well, not randomly at an Oregon game, but that's why they was at an Oregon game. Um, the third thing, the R. Kelly thing. I, I guess I got to piggyback off of y'all. You know, you know what's funny is that what you guys were saying about how the women, black women, were standing up for R. Kelly, knowing that the facts came out, this nigga, you know, is about to be locked away and things like that. And there's going to be people still out there supporting them. It's funny. And I'm not really comparing the two careers, but I'm just letting you know the hypocrisy amongst the, the women, black women in general, is that remember when, you know, Fab situation came out, Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm responding like he's talking right now. Arguing <laughs> with, uh, his B-mom's uh, father or whatever. Then it was a report that, you know, he put hands on her, this, that, and the third. And immediately they was like, everybody should stop listening to Fab, this, that, and the third. Now, again, I'm not comparing the two careers because, you know, R. Kelly is like years way ahead of Fab. But Fab was very well respected in the game because of the chick songs that he made. You know what I mean? So, and a lot of people, especially women, eyes, he was like that cool cat that made, you know, his singles were for women. But it's funny how they was quick to cancel him. You know what I mean? But, you know, again, going back to the whole R. Kelly thing, it is ridiculous. Uh, and then the last thing, well, two more things. Um, I know my, I know this is long. Pause. Um, <laughs> I mentioned the book. I, I, I like the concept of just going back when you can. I would uh, put a date next to the, you know, next time you do go so we could uh, go along with the journey. And I did have a title. I think it was called uh, Me, Me in Detroit or something like that. <laughs> something corny like that. But uh, it seems like you got a, a book title for it. So I'll be looking out for that. And look, and stop saying that you're nobody. Because you are. And I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound. But you are somebody. <laughs> Obviously, you got a nigga that's, that's, uh, well, that was born and raised in California tuning in to y'all. So y'all are somebody. Like, you are somebody. Stop saying that. Words come with a lot of power. And last, lastly, uh, the nigga that left a, a, a one-star <laughs> review 
hey, you're going to get that. And I do think it's true that there's somebody that may not listen to y'all all the time, but that's aware of y'all. And maybe listen to y'all because of people that do rock with y'all. Hey, the podcast game is just like the music industry. Like, you're going to get haters, you know what I'm saying? Depending on who rock with you, they haters are going to come along. And they might have a day where them niggas is just bored and they want to hate. Or, you know, like, I, I, and I probably got to talk, talk to y'all about this offline, offline. But there's a situation <laughs> where I knew a cat was hating on y'all. Or I knew somebody that was hating on y'all, or whatever. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Not saying that it can be a person, but I've had people. I think I got a bad review too, like a long time ago, or whatever. (laughs) It said a long time ago, (laughs) and I think I know why. I think I know why. Other than that, I did bump into Eminem once, but it was before he was considered uh, the sleeping monster. Uh, it was when he had first started out. I was at a concert and I was working a concert, and that's the first time uh, I seen niggas smoking weed with the police surrounding them. So they were <laughs> the weirdest shit ever. All right, yo. So uh, I don't even remember. He said so many things, and it was a couple of things I want to make small comments on, but I can't remember what all they were now. So uh, I remember, I'll try to comment for what I remember. Um, okay. I never got into power or the spinoffs. I always heard that the spinoffs were cool. Um, I just, for them, I really never really got into them. Uh, but I feel like I should because I just, you know, I hear it's good. But I may, I don't know. I'm just watching so much other shit. Um, I, I'm I, not going to lie. He kind of got me a little intrigued. I'm kind of intrigued. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little intrigued. Yeah. I can't yeah, say I, I'm going to start it up. Yeah. But I'm a little, I'm a little. Or anything. It's not high, but it's high on my priorities. But he had. I went from zero intrigue to like a little bit intrigue. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, so that's that. Uh, I do plan on watching BMF. Um, I just haven't I just haven't had the time. Um, and the fact that I don't see too many people tweeting about it, which is good because I don't want to fuck with just show sporters. Although I mean, it's it's not it's I guess it's it's made up of history, but I still want to watch it fresh, like. I didn't, I didn't see it and shit, so I'm gonna hey. catch it at some point. Um, like I, I said, BMF, BMF lost me with that trailer. That was, that was I, I, it. I'm just hoping it's better they than lost the trailer. Me. I'm hoping it's better. I'm, I'm going to watch it though. I um, would like to think that it's better than the trailer, but like if you thought that that was a quality line to put in the trailer, I don't trust oh, your yeah. judgment. Yeah. So like now, I'm like yeah, I, I'm like I'm not watching the show. It's no way it's good. What if I, you think if you put your trailer out and be like, yeah, we BMF, we black. <laughs> We operate like the mafia and we family like like that's how you're going to sell me on the show. And then it goes. So what you're saying is like, OK, nigga, if you repeat this shit, though. No. So <laughs> what I what I did hear <laughs> about I did hear about the first episode. It was like it was they they really pushed like the authenticity of like the what up those the, the local foods and all that shit. So I'm curious to see all that. Aww. So. Damn so it. yeah, I'm, I'm, no, you I'm, gotta be yeah. interested. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out at some point. I just, I just haven't had, had it, I got a chance. So. I never even looked at that, look from it from that standpoint. Like I yeah. think about it because, like, it's like I know about it, but I never thought, like, oh, what would it be like to see like our shit portrayed like that? Yeah. Like yeah. as soon as you said they said what up though, and I'm like, oh, I'll get hyped. Like, oh shit. Yeah. They yeah. What up Right. And so, you know, I, I remember seeing uh, a video, uh, somebody was going past one of the sets and it had like, you know, the you remember the the, the Detroit police K cars? 
mm-hmm. like they had in like you know uh uh Beverly Hills Cop and shit like that. Yeah, so he yeah. had those and stuff like that. So because of just the nostalgia of Detroit, I'm going to check it out. Um, I yeah, just, that intrigues me too. I, I just, I just haven't had time. I got too much other shit I'm watching. And I, <laughs> I saw like Robo, like a portion of RoboCop the other day, and I was like, "Damn, our police cars did used to look like that." Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna catch that. Up, watch that. Um, I'm trying to remember something else he said. Uh, yeah, we got to have a conversation about the, uh, the fucking uh, podcast hater. We're gonna have to do a Zoom. Um, <laughs> and yeah. then um everything else is just refer- I mean he referenced you about the book and um yeah. yeah so that's 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 all oh he told me that I am somebody and I appreciate yeah, that yeah. he was real motivational <laughs> with that so that was that was uh yeah I appreciate that I, I think I like I like it because he said like words matter and that's true like no, it does they do like they do, absolutely. like when I when I say like oh we, like I'm nobody so anybody gonna read it I don't mean that in the sense of like I am a nobody I'm I meant in the sense of like who's checking for my motherfucking book? Like, like, who right. am I? Like, it's not like I'm motherfucking Ray J and I got stories for days. Like, nobody's really checking for my shit. But even though I didn't meet in this, in that, like, really, really, like, dire kind of sense, it, it is still, like, that is what I said, literally. So, like, and that does mean something. That, that could be, like, energy that I'm putting out there and, and keeping it myself that I'm nothing or whatever. And I'm like, that's not, that's not good energy. And I appreciate the fact that he called me on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, let's go to the next one. And I think this was titled uh, Detroit Lions Hall of Fame. I'm curious to see what he's talking about. It's got to be about Calvin Johnson, right? It should be. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wanted to talk to you all about the third greatest player in Detroit football history. So let's go down that list, right? And I know y'all might have some pushback against this. But here are my top three all-time Detroit football players of all time. Barry Sanders at this. Okay, duh. Megatron at number two. Okay. And Justin Tucker. (laughs) Justin Tucker at number three. Look, hey, all right. I'm sorry. Don't do it. All right. Do not do it. Otis, Wait, I still got to get you on uh, BTG for president. I still, nigga, do you realize it's almost, if it's not once a week, then it's at least two or three times a month that I think about you being stuck in the air for eight hours. <laughs> I still cannot get over that. I, I, I can't. I, I'm about to go talk to the Lord and see what's going on. Dude, that is so fucking funny, Doug. <laughs> I mean, that was a unique ass story. No, it was. It was, like, it was, it was and it was fucking terrifying. Um, that was I an remember, incredible story. Like the I, best stories on this podcast have been yours. That one, <laughs> and I'm not even gonna mention the other one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we don't have to mention that. My, my my wife reminds me about that fucking episode, dude. So. I thought she didn't hear it. No, she. I think I told her a. I think I told her about it, and she may have tried to listen to a part. Oh of it, but, shit! Yeah, it's all <laughs> fucked up. I, but I thought he was gonna say Jason Hansen, and this motherfucker said. Justin I thought he was gonna say Jason Hansen too, because that's where I was going with. I'm like Jason. I, I figured he wouldn't know Jason Hansen, but we know him like that. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, my thought was, is he gonna put Jason Hansen in there? Because Jason Hansen deserves to be there. But does he, he goes, know? But does he know that Jason Hansen deserves to be there? And yeah. then he gonna fucking. And then fuck, he goes. And then he the, gonna say another J name on top of that. Like man, that was some whole ass shit, dog. <laughs> All right, let's go with the last one. 
Hey, Justin Tucker has done me well in fantasy back when I was playing, though. Not going to lie. Oh, yeah. He was a hell of I mean, he was – I mean, other than him and uh, – what's the other longtime kicker? Vinatieri? No. Yeah, Adam yeah, Vinatieri for the Colts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the other one, so. And then yeah. uh, the Patriots had that one guy, uh, Gotkowski or something, Steven, yeah. and he Steven looked, something. He's the one that looked, though. He had to be like 50 and shit, I swear. Yeah, and he did look like he was 50. Yeah. Um, all right, the other one is called Avengers, though. Okay. Okay. Oh, and one more thing. I know. I know my look. And, oh, I know. I know this is like shit. You know what I'm saying? But I don't care. So, look. I think uh, we got to hit up Chaffee. We got to hit up Sean. Uh, we got to hit up uh, Delvin. Yo, we got to set something up. We gotta we gotta attend something annually. You know what I'm saying? It can be once or twice a year, something like that. Uh, Comic Con, something that we could come together and enjoy. That don't sound straight at all. That sounds really you know, <laughs> nothing wrong. It's just that I know that we're not. Is I'm sorry, a good gay joke is just, it, goes, it goes a long way. Oh, so Pause. That one, <laughs> I, know, I know y'all like that one. Um, I don't know if you should. Yeah, we gotta stop. Hey. We gotta, all right, let's be mature. Let's be mature. Let's grow up. We're adults. We're adults. Uh, did you ever get the bus situation uh, figured out, uh, Mike? I told you about a life, oh. whatever that shit is called, man. Yeah, get that shit together. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to figure out something, man. Even if it's like a, I don't know. We got to figure out something. It could be, it could be geared towards sports or, or something. Um, I don't smoke the cigars, you know what I'm saying? But I bring my edibles, you know. I bring my edibles, and I like drinking wine. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, let's get this party started. Uh, if if, if y'all want to come to LA, I will prefer that. But of course, they get right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, let's like, figure if I can stay home, some right. type of an event or or even create an event with just us and, and things like that. But let's figure out if we could do something because niggas is getting old and I'm tired of just doing the same shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about writing a book. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna write. I'm just gonna start writing. See, now I sound like Mike now. <laughs> I mean, technically, my podcast is like my audio book or whatever, my journey, but it's not the same. It's time, it's time to put pen to the paper. You know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all go watch Power, man. Go watch BMI. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Wu Tang that won. I didn't realize that Wu Tang was even, uh, I, that just was, wasn't on my radar. I've been meaning to watch that. Like I like that that interested me. I've been meaning to watch that shit. Yeah, I just, I just haven't got around to it. Just watching too much other shit, trying to catch up on shit. I finally but, finished. Uh, no, I didn't finish shit. I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still on begin, beginning of the season two of Tail Lasso. I'm just on like episode four of Squid Games. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And I haven't even okay. and, and I haven't got back into Handmaid's Tale. Just to update your wife. Okay. Um, oh, I say yeah. I was gonna say you need to <laughs> add that in there for her. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um uh, Squid Games is pretty interesting so far. Um yes, that's it's 
It's, it's Squid Games is nothing like I would expect it a show to be. Like that, the whole concept of Squid Games is just far from anything I think I've watched ever, <laughs> ever, like ever. You know what's interesting about that? Like real briefly, is that we as a country, like we limit ourselves so much when it comes to like the consumption of art. Like if you are willing to just sit through subtitles. You can see all kinds of shit like that that you never. No, I'm not talking about you, but like us uh, collectively. Like you can see all kinds of shit you ain't never seen before. You'd be like, "Wow, this is oh, this is amazing. Oh, this is really great." And it's just because like just watch some subtitles, and like we limit ourselves so much. I mean, it's probably so much shit like that. Oh, it's, it's in Korea. Many, it's, it's many shows that I've uh, not watched because of subtitles. It's many that's like classic shows, and I just need to <laughs> just get over myself and just just watch it. So yeah, I'm like it's to the point like you get to a point where you can't watch it without subtitles. Like if I, t- if I watch something, if I'm starting to watch something and it don't have the subtitles on, I'd be like, why can't I even hear this right now? And like, the worst, I, and the I worst, I can't even part, hear this shit. <laughs> and Mike, the worst part is that I started watching normal shit with subtitles so I can like get more familiar with the people, but I haven't watched the classic movies that are like foreign with, so yeah, it's, I have no rationale for my think my thought process with it but i'm gonna i'm gonna start watching some other shit so yeah but um a couple things uh baylor said in that last one oh man uh there was a couple of things i wanted to mention oh well obviously i agree that we all should do this uh this get together thing i think that's a great idea oh yeah down for that for sure and then i did want to throw out there i am gonna be out his way for my uh my 40th birthday on January 22nd. It's a Saturday. I'm gonna be out in that vicinity. I'm gonna go to uh UFC 270 for my 40th birthday. It's happening on my 40th birthday. Francis and Garu, my favorite fighter, is fighting on it. Is so that gonna I'm be making in that Vegas? my plan. So it's either gonna be they said it's down to Vegas or Anaheim. So that's why I said I'm gonna be out that way. <laughs> so that's California, right? Yeah, it's California. So okay. Yeah, um, that's where Disneyland uh, is. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So it's probably going to be at, if it's in Anaheim, the Honda Center, which I believe is where the Ducks play. Um, yeah, so that's, I think that's where they're pushing to have it at. They're pushing for Anaheim. So uh, Anaheim or Vegas, either way, it is out that way. So I will be out that way uh, January 22nd. So yeah, that was the... Those two things I want to say. How far is Anaheim from his area? Do you know by chance offhand? I think Anaheim is south of LA, but I don't believe it's very far. I think it's it's probably it, it'd be farther for him to go from LA to Vegas than it would be to go from LA to Anaheim. I believe. I, well, he's I in LA, right? I never. What'd you say? He's in LA, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure. I like. I, I I don't believe. I believe Anaheim is south of LA. And when I lived out there, I do not believe I ever went south of L.A. Yeah, it is. It's only it's only 26 miles. OK, so, yeah, it's not, yeah, not anything crazy. That's not that, no. Which is probably so, three hours. Oh, actually, yeah. No, I did go to Anaheim. I went to um, a baseball game there. Um, what was it uh, Angels? Oh, no, I went, I went to I went to that uh, baseball park out there. When I was living out there. Yeah. You had to consider traffic. Might be four and a half, that 30-mile trip. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I 
But yeah, I still say that it's safe enough for me to say I'll be out that way. <laughs> like, right, right. I'll be somewhere in a, in a vicinity that I would think that you wouldn't necessarily mind driving to. And I, and I plan on not actually going out there just like, oh, UFC 270 is on Saturday, so I'm going to do like Saturday and Sunday. I plan on making it maybe like a four or five day thing, not just, you know, a couple of days. So it kind of depends on, again, if it's in Anaheim and I got to look at Anaheim hotels or if it's in Vegas and I'll get Vegas hotels, like, you know, comparing the price for like, you know, four or five nights or something like that. But yeah, that's that's the plan right now. Still waiting on the location confirmation, though. All right, we're cool, man. Anything else? Oh, I'm good. All right, then. Well, until next week. Peace. Peace. You can find a What Up Do podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of them. Do you listen on iTunes? If you haven't already, drop us a review. If you got questions, you can send them to What Up Do Podcast at Gmail. That's W U D U P D O E P O D C A S T at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook or you can find us on twitter at what up though podcast peace